Good morning and welcome to The Breakfast Show. You are listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88 on the Faith FM network and you are joined by Danuta and my wonderful co-host Lawson. Lawson, good Good morning, special Monday morning to you. Yeah, oh man, I'm just living my best life. I've been up since, uh, you know, I was really inspired by you guys. Were you? And I've been up since 4am. Oh, I've had are it. you trying to go before 4.30, given we told you last week we get up at 4.30? Yeah, well, I got up that early. I had a book report to finish. Oh, okay. There's a reason. And so, it's you, know, be, I, you know, I got up and I prayed and I did my devotions. Right. But so then I, I opened the books and nice. I opened my laptop and I just finished off. Just have to do a little bit of reference. It's due at 1 p.m. today. So just oh. have to, just have to, I finished it though. So I'm like, just have to put in my references and, and send it through. So nice I'm, I'm stuff. Good. You're all set. And you had a really busy weekend. That's right. That's what it was. Because it was a small book report. I'm like, oh, surely I can get this done. But time got away from me. I'm like, oh, I have 100 words to write. Because I ended up, you know, going out last night. But then before that too, Friday night, shout out Gosford Church. Great Just stuff. incredible down there. Um, they supported Faith FM. And, nice. you know, were able to accrue an offering for us as we were down there for, it was a it was a night for the whole church. There was a men's group. There was a women's group. And there was a, a young group that I was, I was running and sharing my story of how I became a Christian too. And then I got to preach at Avondale University yeah, Church. And then that night fabulous. we had a black tie dinner yeah. that raised, I think it was like $15,000 oh, for wow. Christmas hampers oh, for basically packages that are going to people in need. How exciting. And even most um, the most awesome story to come from that is the, the last item of the night was this like couple day stay in this cabin that one of the church members owns that goes as like an airbnb and whatnot and uh basically it was bought by one of the church members and donated to me and the uni students as a hangout thing oh, for some weekend in the future oh, so cool it that? was really amazing we were blessed and we got to see people being blessed too and coming up on our show today we have our interview with kelvin langman on weird and wacky bible facts mm-hmm. in our news we've got findings in kazakhstan and also we're covering on about brian houston and in our bible study we're looking at ephesians 5 living wisely and walking in love is the theme especially today you're listening to the breakfast show podcast on faith fm positively different and uh this morning lawson where are we going to say hello to which place are oh, we man, going to I welcome am, that I listen to faith fm to our through. famous listeners we are going to none other than lord howe island lord oh that's beautiful. I've been to Norfolk Island, but I've heard, and that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. But Lord Howe Island, of course, is I think is just above Norfolk Island, of course, just off the New South Wales coast. Yes. And it's meant to be a beautiful place. A friend of ours went there one time, and he said they actually went – uh, scuba diving and, and swimming in amongst the fish in the ocean there. And yeah. the, the views are just amazing there. So this there is, is like actually a little Australia's sem- Hawaii, basically. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's awesome. And shout out to the people living on Lord Howe Island. We're broadcasting there on 87.6 from the church exciting. on Lord Howe Island. So shout out to those guys and the amazing ministry that they're doing on such a small yeah. spit of paradise. Like That's I right. can imagine it would just be amazing. I feel like I would I would get isolated. I like traveling around and stuff. But then mm. at the same time, it's like sometimes you just you just enjoy it. Just being on the island, island time, island vibes. Oh, it sounds Absolutely. so good. And all the more in a place like that, it's about 
who you are, isn't it? Like, mm-hmm. you know, because it's such a small place. Mm-hmm. And so, and you've only got so many people to, to witness to and stuff. So, um, how exciting. Lord Howe Island. Yeah. yeah. Hey, give us a text if you're from Lord Howe Island or if you've been to Lord Howe Island. Or if you've Island been before. to Lord Howe Island. 0491 Share your experiences out in that area. Danuta, what's happening in the world? Oh, oh wait, wait. Hey, no, hey, no, hey, no, no, no. Hey, you're hey, jumping on, ahead of yourself. This I am morning. jumping the gun. We need to give you stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> We've got a new prize this week called Heroes Bible. Uh-huh. But before we actually explain more about that, can you give us our first quiz question, please? Absolutely. Here we go. Let your speech always be gracious, gracious seasoned with blank, mm. so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. Colossians chapter 4 and verse 6. Oh. Fill in the blank there. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with blank, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. 0491-064-669 is our number to text if you know the answer to that one. If you do, you'll go into the draw to win Heroes of the Bible, the board game. It comes in a beautiful illustrated box. And it's basically, it's full of Bible characters, some good, some bad. Get ready to explore the lives of these Bible heroes as you navigate your way through the game. So I'm assuming it's a bit of a racing game. You know, you race your way around yeah, the board right. and, and, you know, roll dice, flip coins, answer questions, do amazing stuff. Hey, 0491 Of course, whenever we give out a board game, it always comes with the promise that if we get to your area, we will play <laughs> the game with you. Just to say... That's a bit like the cookbooks. The co- <laughs> yeah. And, hey, if you've won both, or you could win both if you've won That's one it. of these things before, so 0491 all you have to do is play a game and feed us, which is awesome. We... we uh, comes with that promise. There so hey, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with blank, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. Colossians four and verse six. I wonder if the seasoning is coriander. Uh, stop giving my <laughs> answers, Danuta. Stop. Stop it. Well, it says there's seasoning, so it's a type of seasoning. Seasoned with blank. I know if it was coriander. My husband does not like coriander. He's not into it. He's not into it's it. Not about the Every old now and then cilantro. I'll put some into the curry or something goes, you've got coriander. He, he can feel it. <laughs> he can feel it. Hey, we've already got some I correct like answers coriander. coming in too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Awesome. So uh, for some good news this morning, hey, we're going to Kazakhstan. Oh, yes. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Kazakhstan, just north, you know, just beside Russia there, north of China. Absolutely, yeah. So that's that's right. So it used to be part of the old USSR, so the Soviet Republic. So the language there is Russian. Its eastern border is China. Its northwestern border, of course, is Russia. It's actually got so many, like, it's got the, the most packed people all together. Hey, so this finding is really quite incredible that they found mm. this. There's actually 19, about 19 million people in Kazakhstan. Mm. And um, the finding is of a 4,000-year-old pyramid that dates back to the Bronze Age, mm. Okay. Which is really fascinating when you think about it. It's like, how and where on earth could you find something in Kazakhstan? Well, so historically, here's the thing. They, the, nom- there were nomadic groups and empires that actually mm-hmm. inhabited Kazakhstan. And the ancient people were from Iran and, Sk- um, Scythians, Scythians, ancient Iranian nomadic people, um, mm. around the ninth and eighth, um, century BC. And so the Ara- Iranian, 
Empire was actually founded by Cyrus the Great. Mm. Now, here's the interesting thing is there's a lot of history that points to Cyrus the Great, but also the Bible has a lot about Cyrus mm. the Great. In fact, there's a lot in the book of Daniel about Cyrus the Great, um, about the Persian Empire. So we mm. know from the book of Daniel that uh, the per- Medo-Persians actually conquered the Babylonian Empire. Daniel mm-hmm. chapter 2, for those who are really interested, Daniel chapter 2, and then you've got chapter 7, 8, and 9 really cover a lot about the, the order of the empires that was predicted well in advance, well, many, many centuries in advance. <clears throat> and so the Persian Empire was around 550 BC, and at the time, it was actually the largest empire seen at that particular time. So here's the thing. The pyramid that's actually been found is a a hexagonal step. So it's not just the typical step that we have with our feet, S-T-E-P. It's S-T-E-double-P-E, and it actually is from uh, around the time. So the step people were ancient Saka and Butai people, and they actually um, generally were known for their stone were not known for their stone pyramids. And so this is Mm. really quite a fascinating find. What they've actually found with this pyramid, it's a hexagonal shape, so in other words, six six sides. And the size of it is 500 metres squares, which is massive. Oh, wow. And the archaeologists have actually called this a sophisticated and complex structure because the walls uh, and on the walls of this particular pyramid that they've found parts of, there's images of horses and animals on the wall. And so what, what we've found is that it's also 13.8 metres in length, which is the same size as a large luxurious home with a three-car garage, which is really quite incredible. So it's actually the size of a Mm. massive house and, um, you know, that we would have these days, especially in the States. I mean, some of the rich people here in Australia may have, like the size of a massive house that's actually got a three-car garage. And so what they've found is that they believe they may have, may, may have been actually a worship centre for a horse cult. Wow. So, yeah, so about a 1,000 to 200 years before the construction of the pyramid. Mm-hmm. So I'm just fascinated by it. Mm-hmm. And when you actually look at it, they've actually got a lot of amazing pictures on there. Um, on the site, if you actually want to go in and have a look and just type in findings of Kazakhstan, 4,000-year-old pyramid. And it's really quite fascinating. So they actually, the, the, the interest arose back in 2014 when they actually found funeral mounds, you know, how you kind of find them out in certain areas. I, I remember when we were in the States with my husband, a friend of ours that, that took us around parts of St. Louis, took us out to these places where there were Indian mounds, that is believed that there might be funeral, um, you know, burial sites underneath there and these mounds. So we actually climbed up onto them and then looked down into the valley. Mm. And so this is the kind of thing that they've actually found. So they actually found the funeral mounds and they discovered that they were containing burial goods of, um, you know, all sorts of things like mm. ceramic goods, uh, food offerings, bronze beads, um, jewellery, those sort of things, which is really interesting because it actually matches that the set people were actually conquerors and warriors and they were traders. So this is the stuff that they've found and they've continued to, un, uh, you know, uncover stuff mm-hmm. and now they've actually literally 
actually just recently discovered this whole wall thing of the pyramid, which is fascinating, isn't it? Yeah, of course it's fascinating. Oh. What was the dates that it goes back to specifically? Then? So the Bronze Age, which is around about the um, ninth or eighth BC uh, century yeah, BC, of, and of so yeah, and of course the Persian Empire was around five fifty BC. So mm. it's really fascinating. It all fits biblically quite yeah. interestingly. Now, it ultimately serves to give us a fuller sense of what the historical timeline was leading up to that point, but particularly, yeah, the movements of those empires and nations that are so prominent in God's word, which ultimately adds to the historicity of the Bible. It's like, oh, if the Bible is affirming that these things happen, Mm -hmm. and then we can find archaeological evidence for for them. It's like, wow, this is, this is incredible. You know, our faith is based on a, a document that is real. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Lawson, what is our next quiz question, please? And we've got a game for this week. That's right. Here we go. We've already got lots coming in and answers too. Concerning which disciple did the... Concerning which disciple did... Is this is which disciple did the rumor spread that he would not die? Mm-hmm. Okay, so concerning which disciple did the rumor spread that he would not die? I was getting lost. There. I should have just kept reading through, <laughs> but I, I doubted myself, yeah. and I was like, "Oh man!" Are you doubting? Were you doubting Thomas? That's right. That's exactly where I was at. <laughs> concerning which oh. disciple did the rumor spread that he would not die? If you know the answer to that one, zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. You got all the disciples there, and and they're all thinking, "Man, this this one guy, he's immortal." If you know who that is, zero four. Four nine one zero six four six six nine. I've also look. I've I've got a case of Monday itis. I said before that the board game we're giving away heroes of the Bible. I said it was a racing game, mm. which is where you race around the board. It's not. It's a building game. Yeah, no. But you think racing because you did. Your I just that's right. Well, it says navigate your way through the game, and I was like, oh, it seems like a racing game. But heroes of the Bible comes in a small box, complete with dice and customizable board pieces. You can build a new board game each. You can build a new board each game. So is that how it works, producer Shell? It's not. You don't build it during the game. Yeah, you build yeah, yeah. it before the game. You build it before the game. And so it's always going to be different. And so it's like yeah. new course every time. You know, it's yeah. not Monopoly. Yeah, you so know. you could still be like racing Getting to around. the finish line, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't but it's say. a building and yeah. racing game. I haven't played it before, so I don't it's know. It's all in one. You're you're our expert, producer Shell. We're relying on you. I want to play you. it. We're, we're, and that's right. <laughs> Whoever wins this, we are going to play it with. Our point is, is that it's fantastic, and it's also based on the Bible, and it's also... We're going to look up some footage of how this is played. We're going to get back to you, and we're going to explain exactly how it works. And we're gonna I'm become, actually going to try and We're going to become experts at this game, <laughs> so then we can come up there and beat you wherever you are. Yeah. Whoever wins this prize, we're going to track you down. So here's the thing. And we're going to beat you at it. Shell and Lyle love to play games. So you never play games with Shell and Lyle. Yes, you do. Because they'll always beat you. No, no, it is true. Because then when you beat them, it feels really good, and which happens was, uh, all the time absolutely. for me. Absolutely. And I've done that with my husband. We did that. We did it with a group of pastors one time over lunch. And it was so much fun. Remember that one with the dominoes? And I actually watched how you played and I thought she's always a winner. And did I win? I think I won that one. No, no, yeah. this one where you kind of, <laughs> it, it comes out a bit like an octopus. Yeah, chicken foot. 
Yeah. Chicken foot. Okay, there, there, you go. there you go. We weren't eating chicken at the time. We were having vegetarian and vegan food, by the way. Powerful stuff. All right, what's that question again, please, again, Lawson, before we go on to it our was news? Concerning which disciple did the rumor spread that he would not die? 0491-064-669 is the number to text if you know the answer to that one. If you do know the answer, you go into the draw to win that amazing board game, Heroes of the Bible. You are listening to the breakfast show this morning, and as was said by Danuta in our show intro, we are going to be talking about Brian Houston and his full acquittal. Oh. His full acquittal. Now, the story of Frank Houston and sexual abuse in Hillsong Church has been storied. It's been dramatic. Yeah. It has been, you know, it's been ongoing for quite some time. Ongoing. Yeah, yeah. And has it was really the driving force that led um, ultimately, you know, the massive decline of Hillsong, not massive. as much here, even though like it's bad publicity for Hillsong in Australia, but in the, in States. the United States, 11 of the 16 Hillsong campuses unbranded themselves. Yes. As Hillsong. Yes. So this was a, a, you know, massive, and that went along with false doctrine, spiritual spiritual abuse, all of these different things that were happening. But it really, the this was the bomb. This was so, the ground zeros for essentially Hillsong hate uh, and Hillsong difficulties that people had with the... So give us some of that background, Lawson, as to why he was, what he was being charged over. So Brian Houston, so Frank Houston died in 2004. That's his father. That's his hmm. father. Frank Houston was by the admission of his son, Brian, and by all of the evidence that we have and all the victims, he was a church minister and a serial pedophile. Yes. This was his deal. Shocking we're going to be talking hey. about some pretty heavy topics here now. And so, hey, our number for the, well, the number for Lifeline, 131114, if these, this is something that is triggering for you, mm. we would very much recommend that you get in contact with those guys. And maybe, you know, if there's, we're not going to be diving into any, you know, details, but maybe if there's some younger audiences in the car with you or whatever it may be and you need to turn it off, we understand mm. as well. But, uh, in 1970, uh, it was alleged that, uh, and ultimately proven that Frank Houston had abused, uh, had abused, uh, Mr. Sangstock, who was the key witness in this court case. Uh, now Sangstock was a, an eight year old. And it was eventually disclosed as a 16-year-old to his mother that this has happened. His mother had told members of the church um, later, and ultimately it got to... Shocking and so it, young. It got to Brian Houston by 1997. Mm. Uh, by 1997, this even though this had happened in 1970, by 1997 it had come to Brian Houston, and between 1990. Basically, between 1997 to 2004, Frank's death, the question was, why didn't Brian Houston, as the pastor of the church, mm. disclose this? Mm -hmm. Disclose this to the police mm -hmm. specifically? Mm. This was the question. This, mm. was, this was what the charges were over. Mm. Why did he not? As a, you know, as the leader of this congregation disclosed this information that mm. he knew about and this so father. And so they've been accused of concealing it all. That's right. Mm. That was the accusation. Regarding those accusations and regarding the charge of concealing uh, information about a sexual assault, he has been proved innocent. 
And that for many is really shocking. Is really news. shocking because the context of his innocence is that obviously the huge other factor to this case is that he paid off Sangstock. Mm. Um, so there was an offer given on uh, on a napkin in the Thornley McDonald's just in northern Sydney of ten thousand dollars, and it was ten thousand dollars. Ten thousand, like he would that Brian Houston would pay. Mr. Sangstock, um, basically as compensation. But this is the key thing about this money, is that while, while it was being portrayed as hush money, mm. from the admission of Mr. Sangstock himself, mm. he and, and from, well, Brian Houston and their camp had been saying this whole time, but from the admission of Mr. Sangstock himself, he said, he said that this was not hush money, but rather compensation. Wow. Um, obviously, this wasn't a legal form mm. of compensation. Um, no. But this was compensation and that the decision to not disclose this information to the police was actually decided by Sangstock himself as he received the money and said, I would rather not get the police involved. So this is what Sangstock had said. Right. And because I would rather not get the police involved, therefore... Um, it didn't go reported. And but his reason for that, of not going to the police? Going for, to the police, this is the, the difficult thing. Was yeah. it because of the money yeah. or was it because of his own, you know, want to not, you know, see the church? But then, so this has all happened. Yeah. But then the key testimony that came into the case, because it's like, okay, but still, he's a mandatory reporter. Brian Houston, church pastors are mandatory yeah. reporters. They have to go to the mandatory, police. Mandatory, absolutely. In 2002... On a stage in the Sydney Superdome to a crowd of 18,000 people two years before Frank Houston's death, Brian Houston stood on stage. This was some, you know, four to five years after it had been disclosed to him. Brian Houston stood on the stage and disclosed to those 18,000 people that his father was a pedophile. There you go. Um, And it was determined by the court that it was the responsibility of the police to respond to that public meeting. Mm. And therefore, because Brian Houston had disclosed this information, mm. Mm. even um, at the, you know, even though it took some time, yeah, it was before Frank Houston had died, and it was even, you know, not the direct wishes of the victim of the yes. crime. Yeah. Ultimately, he had done it, so therefore, he was acquitted. Mm. Uh, even though it wasn't a police report, it was mm. public enough. It was public. It was public. That's right. And so, if anything, it's kind of, look... And so where does this put those sexual abuse cases that are just for so much has surfaced for them? That's right. Because then for Brian Houston, you know, there's been some, you know, internal investigations as to his character and whatnot. Mm. whatnot. Does this mean that Hillsong is in a good place or they even did the right thing in regards to this? Absolutely not. <laughs> like, I'm like, absolutely. I, I don't think this is, this is a positive way that they've gone. Even though he's been acquitted of the crime, I think that Hillsong will, be, will forever be marked or mm. marred with this contract controversy that, hey, Brian Houston concealed information mm. about a sexual abuse and tried to cover it up with money. That's How what much happened. can you trust him? Yeah. You're listening to The Breakfast right Joe now, Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. So when 
That was Regan and Christy Music Collective with Gethsemane. You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Januda and Lawson. Lawson, what's our next quiz question for today, please? Our next quiz question, here we go. This is a multiple choice. What did the Lord have Jeremiah break before the leaders of Israel to symbolize how he would break their nation? Here we go. Was it A, a, he broke apart a loaf of bread. B, a smaller stones upon a boulder. C, a clay jar from a potter. Or D, branches from a vineyard. So he's standing amongst the leaders of Israel. He's like, your nation is going to break apart. You know, Jeremiah very much prophesying about the downfall of Israel that's coming. Mm. And he's like, hey, how does it break apart? Is it A, like a loaf of bread? B, like smaller stones put a boulder? C, a clay jar from a potter? Or D, branches from a vineyard? 0491 is the number to text if you know the answer to that one. If you do, go into the draw to win Heroes of the Bible, the board game, which you, you build the board and you make your way around it and you learn about these Bible characters. It's a fantastic game, guys. You need to get in for this one. Obviously, comes with the promise, as we said, that we'll try and get to you and play this board game. Especially hey, Lawson, you he'll probably over. bring all his uni friends with him. Oh, <laughs> I'll, t- I'll, turn, I'll turn your house into a, into a hangout into spot. Into a party. No, nah, that's right. It depends how far you are away because that's the other thing is that uni students are lazy, bro. They're horny. No, that's it. So we'll see. But hey, was it A, he broke apart a loaf of bread, B, smaller stones upon a boulder, C, a clay jar from a potter, or D, branches from a vineyard? 0491-064-669. We've got a text here that would like to read out from Joseph. Um, Mm. Hi, Joseph, from us to you. Mm. It says, hi, guys, great job. I'm always blessed listening to the breakfast show. And then he gives the answer to the quiz, which Which I won't read out. Yeah, yeah, nice, (laughs) nice, 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 nice. But um, we're we're great. We're really happy that you're blessed, Joseph. And that's Mm. that's what we're here for. We really want to um, share the love of Jesus and make everyone have a positive start to the day and a happy start to the day. And part of that happy start to the day today is our interview with Kelvin Langman with Weird and Wacky Bible Facts. Welcome, Kelvin. Good morning, everyone. How are we? Yeah. Oh, just fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Great yeah. to have you here in the studio with us today, too. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm going to continue the theme that we had last time with numbers. Oh, yeah. So we like that. that gets you mathematically all excited. Oh, <laughs> yes. Absolutely. We're going to be getting into what are, you know, some, some, some numerology. Not, be, not, not going too crazy here. We're not numerologists. No. But we not. are just looking at what some 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 cool numbers in the, the Bible. The significance say. of numbers. Last time Absolutely. it was number eight. Yes, it was Where number we... eight. Yeah. So last time I spoke very briefly about how number four is a symbol of creation, mm-hmm. and number eight is a symbol of recreation. Mm. So that got me thinking. So I started looking at the concept, like Genesis and Revelation. Is, is two books in the Bible. Genesis is talking about creation and revelation, mm. recreation. Oh, of course. Mm. So I've heard it, pre- people have preached before, and I've heard many people say, oh, they're like bookends. Mm. They're yes. like mirrors. Oh, yes. Mm. And I thought, hmm, let's see how true that statement yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. I see if I can prove them wrong. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The okay. stroke of the beard, you know, you st- <laughs> go deep into thinking, hey, what's going on here? So if we look at Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Mm-hmm. Revelation chapter, uh, it's what's the last one? Chapter twenty-two. Yes. Twenty. Yeah, chapter twenty-two, and I think it's verse twenty-one says, "The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all." Amen. 
Hey, man. Mm. Mm-hmm. Are they complimentary or contradicting comments? I, I think they're complimentary. I think they're complimentary. It is really weird because I started looking. Mm-hmm. When you write down, they both, both sentences have 44 letters in them. Uh-huh. Oh, no, so you did go are, straight on numbers, didn't you? Yes, yes, straight on numbers. Here we are with numbers. So look, there is, there's 10 words in Genesis, yep. 12 in Revelation, so that's different. However, there are 44 letters, 17 vowels, mm-hmm. and 27 consonants. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? In, it is. Okay, yes. From 44 in, letters, in, in, 17 vowels, and 27 consonants. Yes. Now, what is the significance of this? Well, I'm glad you asked. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm perplexed, okay? Well, if you're interested in gematria, gematria is how numbers and letters have equivalence in numerical value. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so when you look at the number 17, which is where I've started from and started looking at 17... The number 17 is referring to overcoming or having complete victory. Uh-huh. Mm. And you go, how is that possible? I'm glad you asked. Yeah. Well, you, you would have asked that next week. I, like I, right. was, I was very keen to ask that question. <laughs> okay, so this brings us to the next story, which is the story of the flood. Mm-hmm. Noah is in the boat. And it starts raining. What day does it start raining? It, on the... Uh, on, uh, I, it's like after... It mentions a date. Do you remember oh, what date it, it is? Mm-hmm. No, I know how long it went for, but not the date. Mm. Okay. So that will be... We're just, we're just finding it here in the Bible. What's it going to be? Chapter 6, is it? It is in chapter 6 that, that we have um, about the flood. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Just look. We're You've all, got we're a all stump, looking. You've got not you? Here we go. Okay, he <laughs> enters the ark. Okay. So, okay. Day 17. Day 17th <laughs> of the second month. Yes, oh. of the second month. Now, this is significant. How long did the flood last for? 40 days and 40, 40 nights. Yeah. The, it rained for 40 days and 40 nights, but how long did the boat, the oh. ark, how long did it float for? Mm, okay, so from day 17 plus 40 days and 40 nights. And then do we know how long it floated for, like when it actually hit the ground or when, it, when, we we, when they we got do. out? The Bible says in chapter 7, verse 4, the ark rested in the seventh uh-huh. month ah, on yes. the 17th day of uh-huh. the month upon the mountains of Ararat. So it went yeah. from the 17th. To the 17th, uh-huh. on the second month of the Jewish calendar, to the fifth month. Uh, did I read that right? The fifth of the... Yeah? yeah. Yep, to the, the seventh month, sorry. The so, seventh it's month. so it's five months. So it's five months. Okay. okay. And verse 3 said it was floating for 150 days. Okay. Da, da, da. And, uh, da. Uh, okay, it's floating for... 15 divided a, by... So, well, uh, well, this is interesting because... Uh-huh. 150 divided by. You've, you've got, <laughs> That's what you're going by, You've got it? five months. Uh-huh. So the Jewish calendar is 30 days. Uh-huh. They don't use our 28, sometimes 29, sometimes 30, sometimes 31 days. Uh-huh. They use 30 days. But it took off... It started floating on the 17th and landed on the 17th. Uh-huh. Wow. 
Okay, okay. That's I'm, so perfect. So here it is. Um, when you look at why the flood, why did God bring the flood? Mm-hmm. The flood was brought about because the whole world had become wicked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So God had to overcome wickedness. So he sent the flood to overcome or our overpower or to have the victory over wickedness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the ship resting or the ark resting on the, um, on the mountains of Ararat was also a completion of that victory. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay, so have I convinced you yet? I'm, I, we're, we're in, we're we're in the just, lane. We're, I think, we're I think going, we're going somewhere. We're going somewhere, yes. And we want to know where we're going still. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, I'd like to know where we're going too. <laughs> so here we go. Um, the exodus from Egypt. Mm-hmm. So we have the story of the Passover, mm-hmm. the first Passover. Mm-hmm. So on the 14th day of the month of Nisan, is it, I think? So they spread the blood over the lintel Mm -hmm. and they're prepared. They've all packed up, ready to go, and the next day, out the door they go. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it takes them three days to wander into the wilderness Mm -hmm. and they get to the point where they're stuck. They can't go forward because of the sea. They can't go backwards because the Egyptian army is about to come down on them and slaughter them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Moses prays uh, to God, and the waters part. So the whole Israelite camp go through the waters. Mm-hmm. Now, what day would this be? So I mentioned it was the 14th day 17th. of Nisan. So this is the ba-ba-ba, 17th. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Where does the, how is it that 17 aligns itself? <laughs> but here's the beauty, like... They, the, Moses said to them, look upon the, the, the Egyptians because I tell you, you will never more see them again after this day. Yeah. Mm. And then they go into the water. And, and the water closes well, over. Now it closes over yeah, them and they, and they had complete victory. They no absolutely. longer worried about the Egyptians because there was no more army left, to, mm-hmm. Egyptian ar- army, to come after them. Mm. So that also was on the 17th day. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is fascinating because, like, I must say, I've never really... Personally, mm. I don't know about you, Lawson, mm-hmm. but you know a lot of things, so maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but 17 is not a number I would typically have thought of or associated in the Bible or yeah. associated with stuff. And, like, by you starting out counting the consonants and the vowels and the number of words, mm-hmm. you've gone into this deeper. Mm-hmm. Yes. Hey. And it's funny, I, I look at scripture and I thought, find there is unusual detail sometimes and you go, what is that there for? Yeah. Mm. And it's funny when you get a shovel and start digging what you actually come up That's with. That's right. So the next thing I come up with, oh, I started researching this then and I found that also the 17th day is significant with Esther. So the day that um, they were persecuted and the day that they were defended themselves was followed by... Uh, the day that Haman was hung on the gallows and mm. his ten sons. Mm. Mm-hmm. Bum, bum, bum. Mm. This day was the seventeenth of um, the fifth. No, the seventeenth of the seventh month. Okay. Wow. So it's crazy how this number seventeen. Oh, seventeenth of the seventh month. We've yeah. the flood ended on the seventeenth. That's of the right. Yes, minute. it's the same oh, day. So, so I'm seeing some some correlation there as well between like the salvation of the people in both right. senses. You know, That's God right. coming through for That's them. That's right. So mm-hmm. I'll, yeah. I'm glad you picked up on this because yeah. I want to finish up on um, another important point. I, 
I went and researched a whole bunch of things. I don't know how many of you know the longest name in the Bible. Michelle Mahershalal Hashbaz. That's one. Yeah. <laughs> so he is seventeen. 18. No, no, he's only eight. He's eighteen. He's one letter <laughs> off, and I thought, what's going on here? So then I researched, and I found in Judges chapter three, verse eight, mm-hmm. the king of Mesopotamia. His name is Chushanrish Athaim. That's it. Chushanrish Athaim. We knew that one. I'm bringing it back. We knew that one. I can't, I can't so, wait to have kids, bro. If anyone oh, says man. to you, do you know anyone with 17 letters in there? Yes, I do. Chushanrish Athaim. I've seen a lot of Greek surnames with 17 letters. I used That's to sit wild. in the hospital and look at the files and count all of the name, you know, letters in the names there, but not a first name like that. No. So well, Where's that one found again? That's in Judges chapter 3 and verse 8. Judges 3, true. So I started, this is all Old Testament stuff. So I thought, well, does this happen in the New Testament? So let's start looking in the New Testament. Romans chapter 8 and verse 35, Paul writes about things that can separate us or get between us and God. Mm -hmm. Well, God wants the victory because he re-renews our relationship and puts nothing between us. So Paul's talking about Romans chapter 8 verse 35, seven things that can separate us. Tribulation, persecution, distress, nakedness, famine, the sword, or any other danger. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then I think it's two verses after that, he mentions ten things that cannot get between us, which is life, death, principalities, powers, angels, things present, things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature. So there are seven Mang, things 17. plus ten things <laughs> equals ba, 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 ba. 17. Mm. Oh, wow. So God's... God's giving us a, a message here that you know he has complete victory mm-hmm. through him, through his love. And when you look at all of these stories, you can see this theme coming out. Mm. Mm. So love I it. wanted to bring you forward to, um, to the cross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the same thing happens. You've got Passover and Jesus dies on the cross. He rests in the grave and he raises up again mm-hmm. on the Sunday. Mm-hmm. So what day is Sunday, the resurrection day? Don't say it. No? No, 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 you can say it, you can say it. I was just like... Maybe I'll, I've got to introduce it. Bum, bum, bum. It's the 17th of Nisan, which is exactly the same day, wow. which, which gives us this imagery of overcoming the enemy, complete victory, and it's just this wonderful mirror image. That is Down incredible. Creation, from yeah. all of time, you've got this happening and rehappening, this complete victory that is, gives us the assurance of our salvation. I'm, I'm going to be wow. honest with you, Kelvin. In, in the first little bit, I was like, where are we going? We've brought it in. <laughs> This, this time, this period in history is a constant reminder of the way that God has worked. And it seems that uh, lining up on all these days, God has been able to provide salvation for people. That is incredible. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.